Prince was an icon, one of the best-selling artists of all time, and many of his songs are part of modern culture. But Prince zealously guarded his music. He broke with his record label, changed his name to a symbol, got back his original master recordings, and pulled his songs off streaming music services, all to make sure that only he controlled his art. It's a sad irony that Prince will have absolutely no say in what happens to his music after his death. Though he was quick to hire lawyers to protect his music while he was alive, he did not hire a lawyer to draw up a will, leaving no instructions on how he wanted his music and estate handled. My guests are Terrence Ross, a partner at Catton Muchen Rosenman, and Laura Zwicker, a partner at Greenberg Glusker. Laura, Prince's estate has been said to be worth as much as $200 million with a catalog of about 1,000 songs. What's happening now to value the estate? Well, um, his executors will be filing or preparing to file with the IRS an estate tax return. Um, They'll be working to establish a value for his catalog and his name and likeness that's reasonable. Um, We've seen in the Michael Jackson estate where um, his executors valued name and likeness at just $2,000, a big blowback from the IRS. So I'm sure that Prince's legal advisor or the legal advisors for his executors will have their eye on that and try to come up with a reasonable but perhaps lower number um, for, for Prince's name and likeness, his music catalog, and the balance of his assets. Terry, since Prince was notoriously protective of his music, is his legacy being protected at all, or is it a dash for cash? It really is a dash for cash. Um, from what I've read in the popular press, the executors are attempting, uh, during the period of, of their administration, are attempting to maximize uh, the revenue from both the uh, publishing catalog, the recordings, and his likeness. He, he, during his lifetime, Prince did not allow his image or likeness or name to be used for commercial purposes. And they are now out there uh, trying to do deals uh, involving his, his likeness, his image, and his name on top of licensing um, the catalog of songs. And those deals may well be multi-year deals that the heirs, whoever the heir eventually is determined to be, are stuck with. So, Laura, since he was protective of his likeness, it doesn't matter that everyone knew he was protective of his likeness. Are we still going to see his face on T-shirts and cups and maybe in ads? Whatever the executors determine is in the best interest of the estate, and the best interests of the estate are to maximize value. So, yes, um, unfortunately, unless you create an estate plan that directs control of your name and likeness as well as your other assets, um, your executors are left with a fiduciary duty to maximize value for whoever your beneficiaries are. And, Laura, speaking of beneficiaries, Prince had a sister, a half-brother, and four step-siblings. How will the estate be distributed among them? 
So my understanding of Minnesota law is that the step-siblings would share as full siblings, although I know that there has been um, discovery and is already some dispute about who um, is going to take as an heir. And so the probate court in Minnesota is going to determine heirship in this case because, again, Prince didn't have estate planning documents that set out who he wished to benefit. Terry, can you, and this is a question that has been asked and will never get a real answer, but why someone who spent so much money paying lawyers to protect his music and his rights wouldn't have a document even indicating what he wanted after his death? It's really criminal. And you would have thought because of the the, the good legal representation he had and the many uh, disputes he had as to how his his, his music was being used, that one of those lawyers would have said, hey, um, have you done any planning uh, with respect to your state? Uh, and, and it's not like there aren't a lot of examples out there. There are a number of bands and artists, recording artists, who, who have paved the way in this area. He could have set up a foundation um, or he could have set up a trust and then um, had these assets uh, pour into those um, upon his death and, and put in place a trustee or somebody in charge of the foundation with very explicit instructions as to how to um, uh, license the works and license his likeness. And, and he didn't do any of that. It's just very puzzling, Jim. Laura, have you ever had a case, you work in, in estate planning, have you ever had a case where someone found it difficult to to come to an agreement about their estate or, you know, came to you and then said, well, I can't do this now? Yeah. Um, I had a uh, client who had end-stage diabetes and had a very significant estate. Um, and his wife came in. We created estate planning documents for them that would have protected their privacy, that would have made... Um, her life after his passing really simple, um, but despite many meetings and many phone calls, he enjoyed calling to talk, he could not sign the documents. And so we were left with a very significant intestacy. Now, Terry, what happens after, in other words, it goes to the IRS, and then Mike, they're still fighting about Michael Jackson's estate, I believe. About the they still are. I, I mean, I don't know how many years that's been, but part of it is because the um, uh, estate took such an aggressive position with respect to valuation of the assets that the IRS said, oh, come on, um, we're going we're to call you on that one and, and litigate it. Um, here, it, it sounds like they're doing the exact opposite, that they're aggressively maximizing revenue. Um, and to the extent they get these deals done quickly, um, they'll have a concrete market-based valuation of what the assets are worth. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the real winner out of all of this is the Internal Revenue Service because all of the estate planning um, that we've been talking about did not get done. There are many mechanisms where you can avoid um, big tax bills to the IRS. But that happened. Laura, about 30 seconds left. I understand that the taxes are going to be about 50% of the estate. Is that about right? Um, about 40%. 40%. A huge yeah. chunk still. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us, Laura Zweiker. She's a partner at Greenberg Glusker. Terry Ross is going to stay with us as we're talk coming up about... 
Paul McCartney suing Sony to gain control of the Beatles' back catalog of music, and he's using a legal tactic that Prince once used. I'm June Grosso. You're listening to Bloomberg Law. This is Bloomberg.